Hi guys, welcome welcome back to our new episode. And this time I got someone from Twitter. So she's currently data scientist at Twitter and she had done her PhD uh, a while back and and the most important thing is she's great hopper scholar passed back perhaps around jc 15 16 during that time and yeah over to you hello uh, i'm amanda minick so as um Chejaski said I'm a data scientist at Twitter and um, I've been the co-chair of the artificial intelligence track at Grace Hopper in 2019 and now this year. Um and yeah, I started out my Grace Hopper journey as a scholar back 5 or 6 years ago I think um and have attended every year since then. That's a great intro and I'm so thankful that you're here and thanks for taking out your time. So when i went when i stalked your linkedin i got like <laughs> i got to know that masters is not your own thing i'm not, i didn't stalk you only on linkedin but i stalked everywhere on online so i found like there was some thing we written that the end goal of your studies is masters not phd so what made you to change from masters to phd yes so i joined the computer science grad program um my undergrad is in biology so when i joined I didn't actually know how to code or anything I just had graduated during the recession and I knew computer science would get me a good job a good job security in the future um so I took that leap to computer science and I thought I'll just get a masters and that's enough for me to be able to be employed um in computer science but then Once I joined, um I discovered the area of machine learning and data science and I just really was intrigued. Um as a biologist, you work with data and you use different statistical techniques potentially depending on the area of bio that you're in to um examine these data and draw conclusions. And so I saw the similar thing in machine learning and data science but with many more tools at my disposal. And so I got really excited about the opportunity i also got um two fellowships the nsf graduate research fellowship and an nih fellowship that would cover my whole phd if i did decide to switch into the phd program so i just decided to go for it um use that funding and just and get the the degree and spend some time really learning more about the field of machine learning and and gaining expertise in that Yeah if if I come to Bay Area then I should definitely take classes from you <laughs> because I'm like so like I didn't even start learning all these things because I'm more into android I think yeah at some point of time even I should start all this ai thing because yeah ai is future as everyone knows and uh, so you're talking about your uh, you had done a lot of research and I have also seen like you published almost around 15 research papers so What was the most like exciting things or you know tell me about your top 3 researches which made like which you feel great about yourself like wow i did this thing yeah definitely so my first um i had a couple papers it in grad school at the beginning when i was working in a different area which was molecular computing but my first paper in the data mining field was one that was really exciting for me um i submitted it to dubdubdub 
um, which is a big web mining conference. It's like one of the top ones. I didn't really know that at the time. My friend just suggested it. And so I submitted there. And really, nobody thought that my paper would get accepted because it was my first first author paper, first thing in this field. We were finishing it 2 AM the <laughs> night that it was due. Um, so when I found out that that one got accepted, I was just like over the moon. I went to Italy. Um, this was has been with me. It was his first time in Europe. Um, and giving that talk, I had had a really big fear of public speaking that I had been working to overcome actually through therapy and things like that. Um, and so it was, I felt really confident giving that talk. Um, I got a really good response and it just was a big moment for me and my professional confidence and moving into this new field. So that was definitely a big one. And then I think I'll just do two, but another one that I really loved was my last paper that I did before I graduated because it was specifically looking at bots on Twitter, um, which has led me to my current job now. And I just, I really liked the method and I was able to get it done on time and get it accepted and finish up my PhD kind of on a positive note. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when you were telling about your first paper, I could actually relate to my first internship. It's the moment I received that I was at like at peaks, like I didn't sleep the whole night. <laughs> the same case with GHC, like both of them happened this year in 2020. Everyone tells like 2020 destroyed everything, but 2020 is what you know. It's it's a whole game changer in my life. I'm as oh, well, that's good. Life. It's good. There's yeah. some positivity. Yeah, it's weird and yeah, positive for me. But most of people like lost many jobs, their internships. But I don't know. I felt like I got some lot of free time. So yeah, I got things and I'm happy. And since we got to the topic of GHC, now we'll go back to 2014 when you received your GHC. So you received your mail that congratulations, you received GHC scholarship. So what was your reaction then? So was GHC always there at top of your head or is it like any other conference for you? I had never heard of it before, actually, before that year. Um, but a female professor in the computer science department um, told me about it uh, and suggested that I apply to be a scholar. So I did. I didn't really know you know, the opportunities that I was opening up for myself by doing that. But when I found out, I was just super excited. You know, I was very early in in grad school and I was still pretty insecure about my skill set and, you know, where I was going to go in my career. So getting that was um, really exciting. And then actually just attending Grace Hopper, like sort of changed my view on everything about my career and what's possible and and all of that. Yeah, that's the reason, like GHC is the one which impacted you towards, like which drove you towards PhD. Is that correct? I think it more just um, really pushed me towards efforts for women in tech. Um, like I didn't know, it seems strange to say now, but I didn't really know that that was like an, a field or an area that was important to advocate for and an area that, that could use support. Um, my mom is a computer scientist. So I grew up just seeing 
her do that work and I didn't really think anything of it. So I was, but then when I switched from bio, which has like 50% women to computer science, I was like, I'm the only one. Um, Yeah, it was like a big change. And so then going to Grace Hopper, seeing so many women and like women in high powered positions, like high up in in these big name companies um, and just the energy and support, And then all these undergrad students attending, and I would kind of talk about my research. I was just starting, I had just switched advisors and was just starting in the more uh, data mining field. And they were just so supportive and enthusiastic about my work. And it really made a big difference, honestly, in my like self-confidence and like, maybe I am doing something cool. Maybe I know something, you know, like maybe I am cut out for this. So it was, it was a big boost in that way. So that didn't let you PhD, but it actually made you the co-chair for artificial track. Yes. And I also, um, after attending Grace Hopper, I founded the first chartered women in computing group at my university, University of New Mexico, and was president of that for several years. So it it really just brought me, which helped me to meet new people. And and, um, I've gone to a ton of meetups in the women in tech and data science field. And then, yeah, being co-chair, like, was I was so excited when that opportunity presented itself because the chance to shape and give back to this conference that did so much for me was just like this really exciting thing. Yeah, the the best part of GHC is like everyone is so motivated to give back to the thing. Like even before attending GHC, I was doing a podcast. Maybe just because GHC had impacted me even before attending it. Yeah, I kind of stalked on LinkedIn. I accepted. So I've seen a lot of stories, people posting about GHC, like how did it change? And there are people who change it from introvert to extrovert. And yeah, there are people like you who change from biology to STEM. Like GHC isn't factory for you, but there are people who change their career in undergraduate. The major the major was biology before GHC. And after GHC, it was into STEM. And even, in fact, they founded like, uh, all this women computing chapters at the college and it is great insane yeah that's wonderful I think yeah, that impact I think everybody's so motivated to be involved because we see that it's only possible through the effort of our peers you know that that's really apparent when you attend and so then you want to be able to pass that along as well to others it's it's a wonderful supportive community in that way yeah so what what's your best part of GHC like when you attended six years back and when you attended two years back so what was that exciting factor of GHC or exciting event is it mentoring session or any other thing or keynotes what what's your favorite part of GHC I tend to really enjoy the industry parties at um, GHC oh, yeah, because yeah. up until so badly so yeah they're really just out of this world compared to what I was used to especially I was working in the national labs and I was from New Mexico I wasn't in the Bay Area working in industry. So this was like the one time of year that I could experience <laughs> these perks and how, so Google's party every year, they always do something crazy and like, it's just really fun and celebratory and exciting. 
Um, but I think the other thing is always walking in the first day to get your badge and just seeing all the women and feeling like everybody's excitement and nerves. That's always my kind of favorite part. Exactly. So since you aren't a student, maybe see. So all of my peers are excited about KFA and the long lines. Like you have to stand in long line during KFA and. That's a hard part. Even if it's, if it's virtual, like, I think still we need to stand in a virtual queue. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know if they've, hopefully they've settled on a platform. And so they, they are thinking about how to do that. But yeah, the lines definitely. But you know what? You do meet people in lines. I've met people that I feel like I still communicate with in lines. So it's not the worst thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every, everything has a positive side. And but yeah it's very much hard to stand one two hours but yeah this time we should sit for one two hours it's not like standing yeah yeah and uh did you find any mentors there at dhc before like while you were a student i definitely did the um like the mentoring circles or the the speed mentoring kind of thing. I've done that on both sides. So I was a mentee and then I've been a mentor for that. Um, I think I, I tended to interact more with like the students around me and people who are my age. So maybe I found peers and a network more than like a mentor at Grace Hopper, but I did enjoy being able to be on both sides, you know, getting advice and career guidance and then being able to go and try to give guidance back so that was a pretty special like full circle thing from one year to the next yeah and this is the very first time that i'm getting a member of ghc so could you share your experience of being a chair of ai and how did it go was it stressful or you did enjoy or how was that experience like yeah it was um well one part of it was really cool because my co-chair is a lady who i actually met my first grace hopper i went to um some breakfast like networking breakfast and she was sitting right next to me i'm missing it i'm missing everything this year I know they hopefully they'll find ways to make you know these these sort of things happen more virtually like virtual hangout rooms and things but yeah she was there and then also we sat at the same table at a research lunch a different year so I had seen her but didn't know her name so Mm -hmm. to be co-chair with Isabel was really cool and seeing all the passion that people had to be on the program committee and the submissions that they did were really, it was a really good time. The most negative thing I'd say was when people didn't do their reviews and like stopped answering. And so then we kept having to redistribute papers at the last minute, but that's just, that's true for any conference that always happens. So, um, but people were willing to step up and help. And it's really exciting to, to try to put together a program that, we think will be rewarding and interesting for the attendees. Yeah, and yeah, the last moment rush. I, I, I do, I did experience that because I'm part of GHCI this year and I was, mm. yeah, I'm being under open source track. And yeah, I, I understand, I totally get you. And I was, I was in your shoes like last month. <laughs> yeah. But you got it done, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was done and yeah. I mean, the one whom I'm assigned to, yeah, she uploaded successfully and it was great. Like, her paper was great and, you know, it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, and 
and previously i was asking about your mentors and stuff so did they connect you with any opportunities um from grace hopper yeah from grace hopper you might have met some friends or you know explain about the networking part so we juniors how can we explore like like how do we how can we network and how can we you know get the opportunities like how can we connect dots so basically we meet people but how how to keep in touch with them like you know how to approach people and a little tips maybe because you are like so much senior and yeah definitely um i think i i in the past had a very difficult time approaching people at conferences i would get super intimidated and scared i attended one conference where where i literally i flew to montreal to go to this conference and i only spoke to one person the entire oh, conference because i was so scared and i was very upset with myself but i think grace hopper actually really helped me with this because everybody is so friendly approachable excited i mean there are you know groups of people from the same company who move around together and they can be hard to approach but there's always people who are alone or in groups of two in line and you just catch each other's eye and then you just you know smile and introduce yourself and ask them questions and people always want to talk about themselves and are happy to chat and then normally we would um scan like the linkedin qr codes or add each other there um to kind of keep up and i didn't keep you know close relationships with probably most people that i met but there are a couple of people who every year at grace hopper we see each other so that's been 6 years in the running now you know and you really do build up a a friendship based on that yes yes like it's a long journey yeah definitely and uh, as you told in uh, a little earlier like you were doing some paper and which was related to twitter so then that's how you landed your job could you explain how jhc helped you or being a jhc chair help you getting into twitter um yeah there so the way that i got into twitter was um a friend of mine who works there told me about a meetup um and so i went to that meetup to hear about work that some teams are doing in the health space and and health on twitter is like health of the platform kind of a thing so like abuse bots all of that stuff and um it was cool attending that event because one person on the panel was actually a member of my program committee <laughs> so wow. i was able to go up to him after and he's speaking as this expert and this person from twitter and i said oh i'm amanda i'm the chair of this track that you <laughs> are part of as the program committee yeah so that yes It was cool and it also gives you a sense of confidence, right? Because I'm coming from I work at a national lab. I'm coming to this Twitter event talking with these Twitter people, but I have this sense of confidence because well, I'm a co-chair at Grace Hopper and you're on my program committee. So it kind of gave me gave me that sense and um and after that, you, you know, they they contacted everybody who went to that event and we, I started talking with them thinking that I would never <laughs> be able to get into Twitter or work at Twitter like every step of the interview process I would tell my husband like I think I'm just going to cancel because I know I'm not going to pass this interview so it's just like a waste of time but I kept going through but there was a team who did basically a very similar problem space to what I worked on in my grad work they um detected inauthentic activity on twitter and they're specifically focused on political um what discovered that there was a team that was doing work that was very similar to my phd work uh and 
started talking with them and you know even though seeing myself in industry and at a top company like twitter wasn't necessarily on my radar or something that i thought that i could achieve because i did have this background that matched with the team's interest um, it helped kind of connect that for me that this is a possibility this is something that i could do and it would be really cool to do this work on the full set of data the mothership so to speak yeah uh, yeah, GHC is like it has a lot of opportunities. It just be, you just have to you know be sure that maximize every opportunity you have. That's what I feel. <laughs> Maybe I can use this word exploit <laughs> because I kind of think like every event of GHC is it has a lot of inbuilt opportunities. Is like you just have to go and you know it depends upon oneself. Like we need to just go and interact with people. Opportunities come like that. And that's the power of DAT and that's the magic of DAT. Definitely. It is super overwhelming, though, I will say, because there's you can go to so many talks. There's thousands and thousands of women that you can talk to. There's different parties and events. There's different companies. The career fair is huge. So it's super easy to get overwhelmed and like stressed out thinking I'm going to miss you know, the best opportunity, but really it's just you take the things that you can and that you can manage and that you can do in a sane way. <laughs> and then you leave the rest and you know that each connection can lead to further connections. You don't have to do everything all at once. Yeah, exactly. Even a little over two minutes of connect, like speaking to each other might like might lead to something like she might be the co-worker in you know in the future or something like that so it's like just connect with on with everyone on linkedin and like take the qr codes connect with them just keep in touch with your people from your your dream company and yeah, yeah. i mean the way that i got the the ai co-chair even i was at a women in high performance computing uh, event at the supercomputing conference. And I just was chatting with one woman who um, we had some people in common and I just mentioned about Grace Hopper and she said, oh, I'm a co-chair, but I'm gonna be switching to a different track and we're looking for someone to replace me. Like, is this something you would be interested in? And I was super excited, but it was a very informal, um, situation so it and it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't brought up my passion for Grace Hopper and everything Grace Hopper related so yeah basically yeah, we need to speak up for ourselves and no one going to speak up and yeah just speak up even yeah what I feel is like we have to promote ourselves and no one going to promote definitely but I think we also um, need to try to promote each other, you yeah, know, yeah. so it's definitely promote ourselves. But I also think like keeping in mind, like speaking up and saying, oh, this is my amazing friend who does this, this and that and, and trying to connect other people also reaps benefits for everyone. And it's yeah. really rewarding. Actually, I didn't think of this perspective. But yeah, thank you. Thank you for giving this perspective. Because I, this perspective is not in my head before and right now I'll try to do that because there are people like who will be graduating the coming year and they have no job and I have to definitely promote them because I still have two more years I could find somehow. Yeah. yeah, definitely. No, this is, I thought graduating in, you know, 2008, 2009, the recession was like the worst luck, right? But for the, yeah, the students exactly. graduating right now, it's, 
it's so hard it's I, yeah the world was facing financial crisis then correct yeah yes basically like the bottom fell out on a lot of industries and so a lot of jobs that that had existed right before that just were not were not there and were not available and it was it was very challenging uh time to try to find employment and figure out what you were going to do but this time i think is <laughs> is even more challenging and so that's something that's been really um grace hopper has created this mentorship program i mean that's how we started talking this year for grace hopper scholars and i've been um interacting with a lot of different scholars and trying to do resume reviews and mock interviews and things like that just to to see if there's any way to help people going out there right now because it is just so rough with this pandemic and everything else going on that's so that's so sweet of you <laughs> like you are mentoring and uh yeah you have a full time but still you are giving your weekends for mentoring and that's so sweet and thank you for doing this uh yeah i there was something that somebody we had a guest speaker at twitter recently and something that she said was like you need to hold the door open like once you get into a spot where you feel, you know, like I'm in this company and I in a position that I've been working towards, you want to make sure to keep holding the door open behind you to help other people come in as well and I think that's a really eloquent way to say <laughs> to say that concept. So I'm oh trying God, to keep I that in mind. Yeah. Literally I got like at least 3 4 main takeaways by speaking to you right now. Like oh. seriously, <laughs> oh my god. So how was that experience of turning from mentee to mentor? It was pretty fun. I think I the year after I graduated from grad school, I tried to join I tried to volunteer for every mentoring thing that I could think of. So I like GHC scholar mentor, like speed mentorship, poster judge. I was just trying to do everything I could to be on the contributor side versus reaping the benefits. side cuz i got an internship and a full-time job out of attending grace hopper um and it was really it was very gratifying and i think it it was a really fun thing to get to do i just like talking to all the students and hearing their stories and and everyone's so motivated and so passionate and i admire it so much so it was very enjoyable and yeah really special you are doing it Yes, definitely. I I did. I love I love talking with you guys and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I'm so impressed <laughs> basically. Thank you. I mean, I'm not sure if that word is for me, but yeah, thank you. Thank you on behalf of Oh, definitely <laughs> for you. You are a very yeah, very inspirational person. I will say that. Yeah. And thank you. I wish I that was true. I don't know. I'm, I'm because I've seen you doing i mean i didn't see you but i've seen your linkedin profile like you had done phd for six long years and and that was so inspirational for everyone of us like being so much consistent and you know it's very hard actually like to be like i was thinking like when will i graduate i wanted to end up college i don't want to go and so it it was so motivating i felt the much. same way Uh, honestly i i did not want to go to grad school my parents kind of badgered me into taking my gres i didn't i intended to go backpacking around south america for like months that was my that was my plan at the time but then i didn't have any money <laughs> and uh-huh. i had met my now husband and kind of wanted to stay around and and date him and and so i just ended up there but it definitely 
was not my plan to get a PhD in computer science at all. Yeah, but somehow it just maybe because Peter wanted you and that's why then you did PhD and later you attended GHC and later you attended some other event. And it's like everything is connected. Like you never know like you do, like you'll be working in Twitter. Everything is kind of connected and you know, every path we take, every step we take leads to somewhere else. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people get paralyzed in like, what is the right step and what is the direct path? And I feel like my path is very, it's been very windy. Like each next step felt like the right one to me. And so I took it, but I didn't know 10 steps down where I would end up. And you know, right now I'm at Twitter, but the tech industry, everybody jumps around. Who knows in 10 years, I have no idea what I want my career to look like or where I'll be, but it's sort of having that confidence that as long as you're using your best judgment and trying to take a step that puts you in a good direction and gives you options that it will, you know, work out. Yeah, I know you give a lot of information, a lot of tips and a lot of, even right now, just now you gave one, but I want a little more, maybe a little more advices, like how to maximize GHC, Grace Over Celebration. So how can I... How can I get best out of GHC? A little tips or workarounds or anything, anything which you wanted to give as a closing note. I think that for me at Grace Hopper, the most valuable sessions that I've attended are the ones on soft skills. So like how to negotiate um, was incredibly valuable for me. I got a postdoc offer for my uh, from Livermore Lab when I was graduating with my PhD, and I negotiated it to a full staff offer with basically double salary. And I was, I had the confidence to do that because of that session that I attended at Grace Hopper. And I think they have it basically every year. The sessions on like confidence and interviewing, all of those kind of sessions I think are really valuable. So try to attend those if you can, even more than the technical ones. Um, I think that that's a big thing. In terms of, since it's virtual, I don't know as much how the networking will go, but even being so active in the in the Grace Hopper Scholars group, like people have been, I think is, is really valuable. They're forming groups of, you know, like-minded topics to do mock interviews and resume reviews and things like that. So just, if you see something that, is an opportunity to connect with other people um, or to gain a skill that could help you in the workplace, go for those. Yeah, exactly. Negotiating workers is it's a great deal. <laughs> I never done that, but yeah, I'll, I'll attend some workshop in Grace Over and I'll try to negotiate. Like very clear, concrete, and I take so many notes and it's just, then it's just a matter of practicing it. Yeah, I just wish I should able to negotiate. <laughs> Because I hate like, negotiating. It's yeah. it's horrible. <laughs> exactly. Because your your job is right there. Your dream job is right there and you have to negotiate. Oh my god, no, I can't. <laughs> because it's not a matter of about money, but it's a matter of the experience which you get there and yeah. Do that. Don't be one of the statistics of people who under negotiate or don't do that stuff. So that that helped me kind of have that strength behind it. But it's an uncomfortable process. And it is really like stressful when you think like this job is right there. And what if I push too hard and lose it? But if you push too hard, they just say no. I mean, they just say we can't get to that level. They don't say the offers revoke. Yeah, well, and you can say like you do research on the numbers. So you look at like for this level, uh, what are what do people tend to make and then you say you kind of inflate them and then tell them this is what I want for my 
bass and for my RSUs and and then they'll say like we could get to maybe that for bass but maybe we can't get to that for RSUs like I think we'll give you okay. here so I it's a discussion not, yeah it's not harmful if you don't ask then we're never able to reach that point right like it's just you have to ask and exactly it's just like what you said before where you said you have to advocate for yourself you have to put yourself forward it's just the exact same philosophy you know no one else is going to try to get you more money or this like higher level in the dream job or whatever like you have to do that and everybody is doing that so they're not going to be surprised by you know you pushing as well yeah and one last question i ask everyone mm-hmm. this question so what's your best swag you picked up on jetsis i love i love swag so much i mean the tw- the t-shirts and you know whole of my laptop have all the stickers over there because i i really like being material and i love material things yes the swag is such a big part <laughs> so many cool things I think though my favorite is always the stickers like ACM women I think it was had like stickers that looked like different women like doing techy things and one of them I felt like looked exactly like me it's just like brown hair and glasses but I was like I got to put a sticker on my work laptop of like me typing kind of a thing and like I belong in tech and all of this stuff I love the stickers cuz then every day when i open my laptop to work i like see them and get inspired yeah right now on my laptop i have 50 stickers because i love stickers oh <laughs> like all of That's my saddest thing about getting a new laptop is you're like oh no i have to i don't get to look at yeah, these stickers anymore so basically i think i have extra swag i mean extra stickers where i can actually attach but yeah i miss the old stickers yeah one year my my good friend wasn't able to come to Grace Hopper and we had been doing like Grace Hopper every year together so i put together a little like hair package of a bunch of stickers and t-shirts and stuff and sent it to yeah. her so it was like you're there in spirit <laughs> actually i can I, i can get this thing last year i attended uh, as i told i attended the GHI thing so i bought mm-hmm. a lot of things and people are asking and yeah i did give some <laughs> but yeah it was hard giving you're like i just this is my first time i want to keep it all <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so i remember getting an orange cap and a lot of bags and and there was just a little bottle which i liked so much and there was also a cup and i i i stay in hostel okay so i go to mess with that cup and have the coffee in it and i remember gc every day gci oh that's really nice i yeah on the closing note so guys uh, i think you guys you guys lot got a lot of takeaways because i personally want a lot of things like just speak up to yourself and just make sure once you get into something once you get into some company make sure the people around you also who you feel like they're talented and they wanted an opportunity make sure you connected with them or you know just make sure you tell them that there is this opportunity if you want to apply or something that's how you can give back to community and that's the best part of being a human being and and yes. thank you thank you so much thank you so much for taking out your time and maybe waking up early not sure <laughs> for attending this thank you definitely thank you for having me